You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Critical Mass Business Talk Show, Orange County's longest running business talk show. And I am your host, Rick Franzi. And boy, do we have a great show planned for you. Andy Nguyen, who is the co-founder of Afters Ice Cream, is our guest. Andy, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you for having me. Good morning and happy holidays too. Exactly. This happens to be the last show for us streaming live here in 2021. And the next time we'll be doing this will be in just in a couple of weeks in 2022. But Andy... With After Ice Creams, you've been in business for around eight years. So I'm wondering, take us back. What was the original motivation to start After's Ice Cream? Um, at the time, I actually owned a clothing brand. I was in the apparel industry um, for seven years prior to that. So I learned a lot about you know building brand building and and starting from the recession in 2007 and eight. So you know everything was tightly ran. Um, I think along the way in the apparel industry, it's like up and down. So it's, it's, all, it's all crazy with trends. And I was I was blogging so much on my website because blogging was so popular at the time. And you had to share stories. And I utilized my clothing blog to talk about our, a lot of our daily things. And lunch happened to be one of the popular topics. So, you know, I'd, I'd go eat at a different place, document it on my, on my blog. And people would go, hey, that place is awesome. Or thanks for recommending that. That's the greatest place I've ever been to. So once I got more in tune with that, I started, you know, condensing like a lot of different ideas. And as I started traveling, I'd see all these ice cream stores uh, with unique flavors outside of California. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you could make create these types of flavors. And so I had this idea in my head. Why, why don't I create something, you know, what flavors that I liked that I grew up upon and implement it with my fashion background of bringing this lifestyle vibe to the store and, um, you know, we brought this this incredible black and white vibe to an ice cream store, which no one saw before. Funny quotes on the wall, brought this youth culture vibe to it, hip hop and, and, and pop music. And, you know, we also introduced this item called the Milky Bun, which is the ice cream field donut that we're known for. And I just the timing was the timing was just incredible in 2014. And the way we were using, utilizing social media, no one was doing what we were doing. So we were like the pioneers of how to photograph food and making it pop. And obviously the, the background of fashion and everything with us aesthetically working, you know, we applied that to the world and boom, it just hit. So, so maybe it was immediate, but I'm wondering, I like to ask entrepreneurs who create something because I do believe the hardest thing to do in business is to create a business when mm -hmm. it didn't exist before being the founder or co-founder. How long after you started Afters Ice Cream did you truly believe you had a business that could thrive? I think after our second, third location, about a year, a year and a half in, okay. um, that's when, you know, we're, it was outside of our hometown, outside, outside of our comfort zone. And it was busier. You know, we're crushing our, our store numbers. You know, we're beating our, our hometown store numbers. So I was like, okay, we're on to something. You know, this, this, this is a lot bigger than I ever expected it to be. Did, was there ever a time over those years where you felt the business might be at risk, either because of external conditions or something? Was there a time when you were, you and your co-founder were worried about the future for the company? Yeah, early on, we I think we we blew up so fast early on, and the lines were so uncontrollable. Like the first store for the first year and a half, 
there's about a two hour line at all times at our at our Found Valley location. Whoa. So there's line, you know, you're in this plaza with no, you know, we don't we didn't really have an ice cream sign, just this ice cream on top. It doesn't say the name, the brand, <laughs> doesn't light up. We're right next to a Hallmark. All the Hallmark customers are walking out like, what's going on? Are you guys giving out free ice cream every day? Um, I think we were afraid that we were so big at the time that we wouldn't be able to control it. And for myself, mm -hmm. that was my first time in the food industry and not really understanding what's going on. You know, it's trying to soak it all in at the same time. It's all surreal moments. And um, um, luckily, we, we got through it. Did, did So you're co-founder of After's Ice Cream. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Did the other co-founder have experience in the food industry? Um, yeah, there's a number of there's a, there's about five of us involved. Uh, our okay. partner, our partner John, um, he actually owned the Pickup Sticks. It was a restaurant called Pickup Sticks right next door. He owned sure. that, and he ended up he ended up opening an ice cream store called Lola's Ice Cream in Delhi that didn't do that well, and it was open maybe once every other week. Uh, so we offered to buy him out originally to to, to start our to start our after's ice cream brand, but um, he wanted to make ice cream, so we just figured out like, hey, I don't know how to make ice cream, so. Let's just let's just figure partner up and figure out how to make this work together. So, he he guided us a lot through the the development process of food, and we guided him on how to build a brand. Wow, what a great combination of talent and experience, right? Absolutely, I, I believe in the power of peer learning. Like, experience is the best teacher in business, but some lessons are better learned vicariously <laughs> from course. other people's experience, right? Absolutely. And so th this is a great combination and and a, and a good story. I'm curious. Where'd the name come from? Afters ice cream. The, the term afters is like we were looking online and um, our partner found it online. That was a term in Europe. Called, afters is like dessert after a meal, mm. after, you know, after after anything, after you do something, you get dessert. And so we need, we, we were like, okay, it's called afters ice cream. And how many stores do you currently operate? We have 27 locations now. Are they all company owned? All company owned, no franchise. We have all independently owned, all self-funded. We've never you know taken a dollar from the outside to this day. Um, 26 of the locations are all in Southern California. We just opened our Las Vegas location. So it's our first out of state one. And, and are there still five partners involved in the, in the business? Yeah. Yeah. We're not all, we're not all day to day anymore. We're all, you know, a lot of us are working on a lot of different projects so like, like myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're all, we're all, all of us are still, uh, same owners from day one. So, so tell me, Andy, if you can, how do, how do you keep that chemistry, not only the business, but the mm -hmm. inner relationships of five co-founders uh, on the same page and agreeing to how to continue to grow and scale the success you've enjoyed. <laughs> That's probably not the easiest part. You know, we, right. we still go through that. We still go through that these, these days. It's not um, it's not as easy. You know, once you get to a certain number of stores, you know, we everyone feels like the, um, their decision was the right decision to how we got here. But there's so many different factors on how we got here today. Um no, I think just like most people, we still struggle with that. You know, we're five five different voices, and we do our best to just follow the, um, you know, give our one partner the, the the main voice, and we just kind of jump in line as soldiers and just do what we got to do. And what's the diversity or demographics of the five of you? Oh yeah, um, John and Dave are. I think they're sixty nine and seventy now, and they they are they're Caucasian. And then you got us, uh, myself, and my. Uh, my buddy Polo and Scott, who you know I, I've known since you know grade school, and we're we're the Asian young Asian kids, so we have this weird dynamic of you know age gap and culture gaps, but we're bringing it together, and uh, we we somehow we made it work. You know, John and Dave, 
are focused on you know uh, keeping things in line and we and you have us uh, us kids trying to blow things up <laughs> so if you were to share your experience because we're going to talk about some of the other ventures that you're a part of if you were to share your experience with other and i'm sure you do with other uh, aspiring entrepreneurs about the key from you over the eight years with so many voices i mean what is is there a from your perspective um a key to making this kind of partnership work over the long term? Yeah, I think just having a clear goal in mind and everyone understanding what their what their roles are. And if you can follow that and let the main person lead, and you're, if you're willing to, you know, either you're, you're going to be the leader or the follower, you need to make that decision early on. Um, because if you have too many voices along the way, you know, it gets, it gets messy. But if you can clearly state what that goal is and and trust your leader i think you'll you'll be okay and i thought i was done talking about after ice cream andy but i have i i I have one more question that came into mind as you were answering that and it's kind of tangential to it which is Mm -hmm. you talked about the early success of the first store was because you were doing you were bringing some of your skills from the uh, fashion industry but also you were sort of first mover in what you were doing, how you were presenting the food, the type of ice cream you were making and the social media footprint. I would have to believe that others, you know, success creates imitators. Uh, have you found that what worked in the beginning, you've had to evolve to maintain the kind of presence that you've had and enjoyed so far? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, try to do the copycats of what we are doing. Um, I think authenticity is a key part to why we're still here today. You know, people can walk into our store and if somebody pointed me out and said that, that Andy, that kid is the owner over there, you know, people would be like, I can see that. That makes sense. You know, it, um, and I think we're all, a lot of our team is forward thinking. We're like, hey, what, are we, what can we do to separate ourselves from the competition? How do we level up? And we've done a lot of things like brand partnership deals. You know, we've worked with large companies like Sanrio, Nickelodeon. We've done a lot of different, you know, projects that continue to keep our name relevant. And the competition isn't able to keep up because they, they don't understand it. And we're, you know, we're just so five, 10 steps ahead of what we want to do next. And so to me, that sounds like first mover advantage that yep. you, you, you were there first and you've maintained the relevance. So I thought I was done again, but I got, I, I guess I have another question because <laughs> uh, this is so fascinating to me. And thank you for indulging me. Of course. Here. Absolutely. When big brands like Nickelodeon come and want to work with you, yep. that, that is both can be good and disruptive at the same time, because Correct. sometimes big brands don't have the same uh, commitment to the work that you've done up to that right. point. Did, did you feel any of that? Was there any um, consideration or downside to having enough success that large brands wanted to partner with you? Or were you outreaching and trying to create those relationships on your own? I think we're particular on which brands we decided to work with to make sure that it was in line of with what we we in line with our brand and, and what we pictured our for our demographics. Um, but we also didn't want to tarnish it by working with everyone, right? We wanted to select the right partners who fit, you know, who fit the story, right? They fit the, 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 the shows that I watched or, or the shows that I know the kids are watching now, you know, does it, does it make it, does it in line? Is it going to tarnish the brand? Is it going to help propel the brand? So we got to make, you know, clear, clear cut decisions on what makes the most sense. Yeah. So it, it never gets easy to scale a successful business, right? No. There's, there's always a new set of, of opportunities and challenges that you face, but congratulations for the success that you're enjoying with Apter's ice cream. 
I want to turn our attention here in the interview for the second half to the fact that uh, while what you just did to many would seem like enough, the success, you're a serial entrepreneur. And by my count, you have like seven active companies that you're involved in. So, so I have two questions. First of all, what is your secret to being involved in so many companies simultaneously? Okay. Um, I guess the secret is I understand my role and what, what I'm good at. And I just stick to those things. And I'm not trying to do everything because I know that's not that's not physically possible. And mentally, I'd probably destroy myself trying to do that. Um, and I just focus what I'm good at. I understand that. You know, I understand branding. I understand marketing. I understand um, how to find stores, the best locations. Uh, I know how to negotiate the best deals and um, kind of stick, stay in that realm. You know, I don't, I don't step into the kit. I know I'm not the, I'm not the cook, so I don't step into the kitchen. I let, I let the operators handle that. And I just, I just focus on what I'm good at. Like if you guys want to scale, I know how to scale. If we need to, you know, if we need to figure out how to bring in more money, that, that's my job to go bring, to, to do those things. But uh, yeah, I just stick to that side of the fence. So um, in the other endeavors that you're a part of do you have a yep. similar model then to what afters ice cream was where you have a group of co-founders or how does that how is that working yeah i definitely have partners in in different groups um uh, we diff, uh, many different groups that we we worked with um and i kind of play the same role with in almost every brand as the advisor you know i play as the team coach on hey let's go through our numbers what do we need to do how do we roll out new items? Do we need to develop new items? Focus on our top sellers. What do we need to remove off our items? How do we streamline the process better? Working with, you know, how to build a better relationship rapport with our customers. So there's a lot of different things we go through with each and every brand. Like every brand's treated, still treated differently, right? Because, you know, selling ice cream is, is a lot different than selling hamburgers. You know, the process is a lot tougher. Ice cream, you don't go through as much food waste. Uh, when we, with the restaurants, we're going through, you know, we're like trying to figure out Okay, how much do we order this week so that we're not we're not sitting on extra burger patties or buns going bad? So, so do you mind? I said I had two questions, but I think I unintentionally misled you because I have a couple other ones. Can we sit in here for a little bit and just <laughs> yeah? Can, can I explore this? So, um, the following question for me is: mm. What are the other endeavors? What are the other companies? Are the, you sort of touched on hamburgers, but what else are you involved in? Yeah. Yeah, so I have uh, a number of different concepts I'm involved in. There's a seafood concept called Portside Fish Co. We have two locations currently, and we have, I got to think down the list. We have Doe and Arrow, which is a cookie shop out in Costa Mesa. Um, it's led by two females that are, are incredible you know, entrepreneur, food entrepreneurs in the past that we decided to team up together. I do the Hello Kitty Cafe license for, for Nevada. So I have, you know, I work on that, that we have the cafe on the strip. Um, I have a burger concept in Houston called Trill Burgers. It's with a rapper that uh, I admired as a kid, and I end up teaming up with this recent July, and you know, it's 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 doing pretty amazing so far. What else do we have under the umbrella? <laughs> uh, I don't mean to test yeah, your memory, but 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 it sounds like retail and some type of food delivery. Is that is that yeah, kind of yeah your yeah usually niche? the fast casual you know food the food retail yeah yeah front facing food food uh, experience. So we're always trying to make sure that, you know, like a lot of people are doing the ghost kitchens, but I think my realm is, is delivering ex an in-store experience is what I do best. And that, that's why I stick in that lane. Okay. So you have uh, multiple endeavors with different co-founders or partners in each. How do you, sh you must have to show up. Uh, how do you manage that many business relationships successfully? 
try my best. You know, we I have we have our good ones and bad ones. You know, I, I've I've had my fair share on both sides. You know, I have some partners who who are are such amazing operators that they make the process easy. You know, I can tell you can tell by the ones that are more organized, and you could you could you could see the sales a lot more solid with the ones that are more organized. Like, and I, you got the ones that are are a little all over the place and they're not focused and it just, try, you know, those are the ones that I have to babysit a little more and be on top of and try to clean things up and, and, and try to fix the structure. So, you know, it's, it's, I've, 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 I've had my fair share of success and failures on that side and still learning through this day. Right. Fair enough. So are you to the point now within your niche uh, operators are seeking you out because of what you've proven you can do for other operators or are you out looking at, at, at concepts and saying, hey, I think I can take this, brand to the next level if the if the others are if the partners are open to it i, I think it's a mix of both you know I'm, okay. I'm the it's hard for me usually i'm in that uh I'm a, I'm a hard to say no type of guy you know a lot of people say you need to learn how to say no better but <laughs> it's such that. a I, I like you know i i, I enjoy it i enjoy the challenge and i like to see the impact and lives change and it's super fun for me so i'm key I, you know, I continue pursuing as, as, as much as i can it's a it's an it's an interesting process but um, I, I try my best every day to work the balance and schedule. And some guys I don't have to talk. Some of my partners I don't talk to. I don't maybe talk to once a month because things are running so smoothly. And and then I just see my you know quarterly check, and I was like, oh, I guess we're doing good. Right. So so you um, do you have in your mind now a sense for where else in your niche your skills and talents could help? either in a category or something that you're seeing happening in the fast casual that you think is, uh, I'm not asking you to give away any secrets here, of but sort of the, the next consumer hot item that people will be moving towards. Um, I think, I think, uh, you know, simplifying the concepts is, is more of the future. You know, that's, that's, that's the big thing, right? You're dealing with labor issues. You're dealing with, um, you know, food costs, everything increasing. So I think simplifying the menu and having just a solid, solid product is always, is always important. Mm -hmm. uh, so that we're, you know, we're, that's what we're dialing in on more with, with concepts that we develop is just finding that, that one piece and then working the brand around that. Um, and I think that's also the re the space of um, the experience. You know, we, we did the Rodeo 39 public market out in Stanton um, and we worked on that, developing that project. And we, brought together you know 17 different food concepts but we also brought in an, uh, an arcade inside uh, mm -hmm. a tattoo shop right next to the bar you can watch while you're getting a you can watch your friends get a tattoo while you're grabbing a drink <laughs> uh, we have you know we have retail stores in there it's a combination of everything and i think that's a lot of it's where it's heading to people are looking for this experience space to hang out together that has a lot going on where you can stay from morning to night historically california set trends in a lot of different places fast food being one of them do, do you see what you and your partners are working on potentially setting trends across the country? And is that a growth opportunity for you and your partners? I think if it comes, if, if it makes sense and yeah, it depends on what type of brand it is and, and depending on our team goals at the time. Um, I think some of my brands, yeah, we, we definitely want to go, you know, after ice cream, I could, we could see that going worldwide. We, mm. if we look through our email inquiries of, of, of people trying to franchise our brand, it's, you know, the email list is forever. We could have a thousand plus stores if we wanted to, but you know, we were, we're trying to take our time with it and, and have, you know, some, some type of control for now and decide uh, down the line what we want to do next. So you mentioned in, with Afters Ice Creams, there were sort of the, were the two operator gentlemen who were a certain age and demographic, and then three of, of you who were peers. Uh, are those other two gentlemen that were in Afters Ice Cream involved with you in any other ventures that you're a part of? 
No, they 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 know this is this is the last hurrah for them, and they're they they want to just stick and focus with 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 the actors, and that's that. This is it for them. This is what they're 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 developing for their their grandchildren, their great grandchildren, and they're like they're done. That's what they said. So, okay so what is it? it what's it like to be in business? You know, I have a lot of family business people on the show over the years, but I'm wondering too that you these gentlemen are your friends, right? I mean, you have a there's a friendship there between between of course we've all you know we've all developed a bond you know being around each other and learning you know it's just it's hard not to build some type of bond right you saw some incredible phenomenon that you built together um that no one thought we would be even be here eight years later you know it it was it's unbelievable that has to be satisfying yeah of course yes all right so andy where do you go to gain access to other entrepreneurs who have experiences or insights that can help you grow your businesses and stay ahead of the competition. Um, you know, I, I'm, I do a lot of R and D I'm trying out new restaurants. I eat almost at a new place every single day just to learn wow. about, you know, different products or what's, what's the newest place and what's the hottest place on the streets. Um, you know, we go, you know, there's Facebook groups that we, we were in that we chat with, with other restaurant entrepreneurs, um, on LinkedIn all the time, connecting with a lot of the interesting people. Um, on Instagram, Instagram, everyone's DMing me every day, sending me, you know, they're sending me new places to go visit, new experiences, uh, inside and outside of food. So, you know, I'm, I'm always studying. It's amazing. So if someone would like to uh, learn more about you as an entrepreneur or one of your many varied interests in business, how would they find you online and connect with you? Uh, I guess the easiest place would be Instagram um, at Andy the Nguyen. Um, you can see my name there. It's easy to spell with the in between it. Uh, but yeah, you find me on Instagram and DM me, and I'm, I'm pretty good with answering back within 24 hours. That's impressive. And I want to thank you for giving what is very busy time that you have, both personally and professionally, to be on Critical Mass Business Talk Show, a friend of the program and a part of our community. Thanks, Andy. No, of course. I'm definitely happy to always. Um, spread um the experience that I, I've, I've been a part of and hopefully that leads the next generation to outperform what, what i do next oh there's the next generation look at you <laughs> you're moving through like the rest of us right this is great yeah, absolutely. all right my friend gottlieb rackman yeah. and reisman proudly supported today's edition of critical mass business talk show grrpc provides legal advice and guidance on all aspects of intellectual property law including patents trademarks and copyrights to learn more visit grr.com. I'd like to thank you, our audience, for being a part of Orange County's longest-running business talk show. This was episode number 1,332. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick Franzi. That's R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I. That's also my website. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.